Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have today with me Suresh Sriram Lu, and he is a leader and cognizant in the retail area. And he's in our executive MBA program in the second year. And he is an expert in many things around information technology. But in particular, he's an expert on AI or artificial intelligence. You know, I remember when Cognizant came to Northwest Arkansas. um, And you've got more than one location here. We do. Um, This is the first time I've been in this particular location in Bentonville, but it's a pretty good size office. Sure. And I know uh, over the years I've known a number of employees from here because they've been students and all. Um, but you do tend to hire some really sharp individuals. Um, and I know that's a challenge in and of itself. It, it is. It is. Um, yeah, so we hire a lot of uh, talent locally here. And as you know, Mr. Waller, we also hire uh, students from U of A as well. Um, You know, the last few years, we have been very successful in attracting talent from uh, University of Arkansas, and as well as, you know, we go to other schools in and around this region. Uh, You know, the the, the freshers, you know, they've always been, uh, you know, pretty successful, uh, and, you know, we integrate them really well uh, with with the rest of the teams. Uh, In in terms of the overall, the, the teams, you know, I mean, again, the teams that we have here in Northwest Arkansas, you know, these are folks who have been here for many, many years. And, uh, you know, they love this place. And, you know, uh, I mean, I don't see any challenge in, um, uh, you know, persuading people to move to Northwest Arkansas. It used to be a challenge 10 years back, but not yeah. anymore. People love here. Well, and especially being up here in Bentonville, I, I could see, I mean, I remember it wasn't that long ago that there were very few decent restaurants up here, for example. And now there's lots of decent restaurants and more and more ethnic food as well. It is. It is. I mean, a lot of, lot of good restaurants. And uh, so it was an interesting experience for me. My daughter, uh, when uh, this was a few years back when she was looking for colleges, we actually went to New York. She was visiting uh, Columbia and uh, she, is, she, she lived in New York before. And before we moved to uh, Arkansas, you know, we lived in New Jersey, and so she knows it. She knows the city well. But after a few years living in Bentonville, you know, she went there, and you know, she was like, maybe I'll come for college here, but I'm not going to settle here. You know, I love, I love Bentonville, I love Northwest Arkansas. So Northwest Arkansas spoils you because the quality of life is is pretty good here. It is. There's nothing really to complain is. about. No, no. And and before we get into the AI material. Um, how have you enjoyed the uh, executive MBA program in Walton College? You know, I've been uh, I've been wanting to do my MBA for many many years now. I mean, I've been I've been in the industry for twenty plus years now, and uh, you know, it's been uh, doing MBAs is one of the things in my um, bucket list. The critical skill for any knowledge worker now is uh, you know doing deep work. Uh, as well as uh, you know, learning how to learn, right? I think that's one of the the critical skill for uh, you know any knowledge worker. You know, this is something we talk to our teams and uh, MBA, of course, uh, 
it was, was an opportunity for me to go back to school, have formal education, and uh, you know, train some of those the learning muscles back. It's been a huge uh, you know help from that perspective. It's a good distraction because you know someone like me, you know, think about work 24 by 7. You know, when you go back home and when you have to do some of these projects and assignments. It, it takes your mind off from, you know, day-to-day -day work and, you know, I really enjoy doing it. I mean, of course, you know, you need to manage your time well, and, uh, but I enjoy doing it. Now, um, Cognizant uh, has uh, really become a thought leader in many areas of information technology. And, of course, one that we're talking about today is artificial intelligence. And I've gone to the website and seen a number of uh, articles that you all have created and intelligence. You know, artificial intelligence is one of those areas, I used to really think of it more as being a part of computer science than anything, but it seems like nowadays, I mean, yeah, it, computer science is a necessary component of it, I suppose, but uh, more and more, you know, the, the real challenges are around usage and application. Um, but what are some of the big challenges you see with uh, artificial intelligence? I think the skills are a big challenge, I would say. There's a huge demand, uh, you know, everyone seems to be hunting for, you know, talent. Um, so what we are trying to do is, one is, you know, we're trying to bring in a lot of, uh, lot of external talent. Uh, so some of, these, uh, some of these kids that we hired from college, they've been, they've been helping us in a big way. Uh, but what, uh, other than that, I think what we are trying to do is also train our internal talent as well, because you know these are folks you know who are being who have been doing this technology work for many years. So to move into this digital transformation, uh, you know we need a lot of folks you know who are internal talent, who understand the domain, who understand the clients, who understand the business. And if they also acquire these new skills, it makes it easy for us to solve these big problems. So, yeah, like the innovation lab that you see here, you know, this is one of the, the ideas that we have, you know, where people come in, sit here and work on some of the proof of concepts and ideas and stuff like that. And we do a lot of, uh, you know, tech talk kind of uh, sessions. We do hackathons. Uh, you know, that's a way, you know, we are kind of, you know, encouraging our folks, uh, you know, to acquire the, the skill. Uh, so one is understanding uh, the technology, uh, you know, working on these special projects, working on these proof of concepts. The other thing where, uh, you know, at least I'm focused on uh, is that is um, identifying the right opportunities as well. Uh, you know, to introduce some of these uh, algorithms, you know, is, is something quite interesting and quite fascinating as well. Uh, like, for example, uh, you know, when an email client, right, like an Outlook email client, um, auto search, auto uh, word correction, right, or, uh, you know, completing the word. You know, this is a common usage that you would see, uh, you know, in an email uh, Outlook client. But recommending the invitees, you know, based on the history, as soon as you pick one invitee, it automatically populates, like, uh, you know, Outlook client in iOS suggests that, right? I mean, first time when I saw that, wow, you know, this is really helpful, yeah. right? That's a, it's, it's not a big deal, it's a recommendation engine, but then applying that idea in an Outlook client, at least to me, you know, it, it sounded quite fascinating. So what we are trying to do is look at those kind of unique uh, areas, uh, you know, where, uh, you know, your business customers are not looking at it, whereas we as a technology team can bring in, uh, you know, those ideas and applying those uh, ML solutions. 
Well, I know, um, I noticed here we are in your innovation lab, but I know that you, you've got a, something called Digital Works, where you use an accelerator method, methodology to ideate, prototype, and take ideas to enterprise scale at a cost and uh, risk controlled way. That's very entrepreneurial. So Cognizant's a big company and your clients, many of them are quite large, and yet you're bringing an entrepreneurial kind of approach to your business with your, your large clients. I would think that would be very challenging. Yeah, it is, right? I think, uh, you, you know, many times uh, when we talk, uh, you know, some of these problem statements, uh, it, it won't be clear, you know, the first time when you when you have these conversations. So what we do in this kind of, uh, you know, collaboratory kind of setup is that is, you know, we bring in our designers, we bring in our, uh, your, uh, what we call as uh, cognizant business consulting teams. You know, these are folks who understand the domain, who understand, uh, you know, these functional areas. And then we bring in the, the, the technologists, right? We bring in all these different teams sitting with your business customers and technology customers and, you know, do a whiteboarding on the problem and as well as solutions as well, right? And, you know, when you when you leave the room, you, you're clear in terms of what you're trying to solve. But again, you know, until you build a, a, a proof of concept, until you go through an ideation phase, you're not really sure, you know, you're validated what you're trying to solve or how you're going to solve, right? So that's when it goes into the ideation phase. And, you know, again, we come back and sit with the teams, understand, hey, this is what you're trying to do. So from there, you know, it goes into a, you know, into a mainstream uh, program. So that's how we kind of uh, use this uh, collaboratory space. I think that um, so many large companies now are being disrupted, right? You've got clients, you've got lots of clients around the world, but you've got some really large clients that are being disrupted by technology new technologies, and and I know they look to you all to help them in terms of, you know, dealing with disruption, technological disruption, and, um, but, but big companies, by their very nature, the bigger a company gets, the more processes that have to be put into place, and the more processes that are put into place and checks the more bureaucratic it becomes, and therefore the harder it is to, to change on a dime. And so companies now are trying to put into place processes to actually help them pivot and morph you know, as things occur. But I would think your teams that work with clients must have to have a lot of training in how to communicate this and, and deal with that kind of change. See, one of the things which is going on with the whole AI, ML uh, spaces, that is, there's a lot of bias that goes in building the models, right? So when, uh, when, a, when, a, when a model is built, right, there are two things which goes in. One is the data. The other one is the, the definition of success, right? The data is based on your past uh, history, right? And the success definition is what is the outcome that you know, you are uh, expecting, right? And this is where the trust and transparency comes into the picture when people talk about uh, uh, ethical AI, right? Uh, when you talk about AI, uh, data, uh, you know, uh, people often talk about this example, which is this uh, predictive policing, right? See, when the, when the cops have to monitor, say, 
two different neighborhoods. One is a poor neighborhood, other one is a rich neighborhood, right? So the data suggests that the poor neighborhood is more prone to crime, right? That's what the data suggests you. Then what you do is you do more policing in that space, right? Then every crime activity gets reported, uh, you know, there are actions taken, and then it goes back into the feedback loop, into the data again, saying that, hey, you know, between these two neighborhoods, this is the neighborhood in which there are more crimes, right? So it's like a reinforcement that happens, right? And, and that's where, you know, the data sometimes could be biased because you keep taking those actions and which reinforces, uh, you, know, whether, uh, you know, even if it is not truth, it reinforces that point again and again, right? To summarize, you know, this data and the outcome, you know, those bias that exist in some of the models that goes in. And the last one is, of course, transparency, right? I mean, you want to go beyond the black box. You want to look at... Uh, some of the models, you want to look at some of the factors that goes in, right? I mean, if uh, you are a consumer and, uh, you know, your bank loan is, is rejected, right? You want to know why your bank loan is rejected. So there's a lot of transparency also needs to be in there. And, uh, you know, of course, people talk about these old college rankings and how people, uh, you know, game the system, right? This whole U.S. news and report uh, college ranking system, uh, right? So again, that the balance is that is that you know there are some problems you know where the, the end consumers need to know what goes into the model, but there are certain use cases you know where uh, it's better kept off as a black box. Well, Suresh, thank you for taking time to do this podcast with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, and thanks for coming down here. And it's it's a great pleasure talking to you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching Be Epic Podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C podcast, and now Be Epic. Be Epic.